Episode number 434. Pioneers in aviation don't win. That's the thing we've realized. If you're the first at anything in aviation, you don't generally make a lot of money. You know, you go down in the history books and it's really right. cool what you did. Right. But if you're trying to build a sustainable business, let other people learn what works and what doesn't, and then just come in and build a more suitable solution that is, again, cost-effective. Welcome to the Be Real Show with Travis Tutal and Hoff, where we talk about life, dreams, social media, and business. Well, hello and welcome to the Be Real Show with Travis Tutal and Huff. Folks, I hope you guys are fired up today, ready to get some fuego in your days, nights, weekends, or whenever you are listening to the show today. But after this show, I think you're going to be want to be flying a little higher in the sky, my friends, because we're talking to someone that took his passion as a CEO, a pilot, a musician, and actually started an airline service called Ventura Air. Uh, Mr. Nick Tarasio. Nick, are you having a great day today? So far, man. Let's Absolutely. go. Are you, ready, are you ready to be real, my dude? Always. Let's Always. go. I love that, too. So you took your passion uh, as a musician, obviously, um, you know, uh, living a more fulfilled life through music. You're creating a lot of different things like that. Before we get into the business, were you always into entrepreneurship? Were you always into starting little businesses and and things like that along your journey? No, man, I, I rejected the suits. Like, I think I was more of like, you know, I wanted to be Metallica when I grew up and I was like, yeah, that's not, no one would run a business if you would did, you know, if you were a musician, if you were cool. Right. So I was always anti-business and anti whatever, you know, corporation structure. Right. So did you always, so then you uh, gravitated to making music Were you like in a garage band, kind of like, like making music, getting shows, doing gigs. I've done music too. So I know the guy, the grind, obviously putting the content together. It's not as easy uh, today it's easy. You can make a TikTok video. It could go 100 million views, and you got huge distribution. And you, uh, you know, it's different. Back then, you had to hustle your CDs or get it out there. A lot different distribution model. Try to get people to your gigs, etc. Um, but it's fun performing and things like that. So, were you like in a, a rock band? What kind of music were you guys playing when you first started? Yeah, it was like a it was like a hard rock band, and we uh, started playing. So it was really mostly with my brother who's a drummer and i had a bass player friend from from high school nice. i was like i don't know do you guys want to just do this rock band thing and we got invited to play a battle of the bands in our local town and oh yeah we ended up winning huge. it that was huge and like, getting on the radio like at the it was like our first gig it was like our first gig we're on the radio oh, shit. like some local classic rock station it was like so through vans or that something. began it like wasn't it through vans or something like that was it, uh, was it through vans i think yeah, it was yeah. Like so, warped tour. exactly right exactly right it was warped tour so we ended that. up getting one of those gigs and uh it was crazy. It was like within a year, we went from no, I'd never played a show out to we were playing on the stage at Vans Warp Tour. Oh, and shit. Trying to figure out the hustle and the game and all that stuff. And, you know, again, it was like, oh, well, I didn't, I rejected business, but music needs it too, it turns out. Oh, yeah. Dude, talk about now more than ever, dude. As far as just music and all the things you're hearing of the past, of the stories of management and things like that. That's the thing that sucks about. Music and athletes is they get these huge paychecks, a lot of attention, and then a lot of people taking advantage of them, unfortunately. Hard to understand all the ins and outs of your finances, maybe. And, and it, when it comes down to it, let's just be real. If you don't have your balance, balance, not a balance your checkbook and know where your money's at, you're going to be in trouble. It's, I mean, it sounds good when the money's just flowing in like an avalanche, but we all know with music how it works is like you got to keep the hits coming. You know what I mean? And that's very hard to do. 
That's why you always hear the term one hit wonders because you got to keep those hits coming to keep that avalanche of money coming for you. Uh, and obviously now more than ever, there's so many things the music uh, musicians can do to represent, represent themselves, distribute it themselves, you know, kind of control that. But now, you know, obviously now we understand that back then it was just the hype and the fun and the big checks and the glam and the rock star, you know, uh, I performed one time in the uh, whiskey, a go or two times a whiskey, a go, go or, or places like that, the Viper room, or nice. just getting the chance to play at the places that just, it just, uh, where legends played before you, uh, you know, either way. Whether you you know you uh, you make it on for it's just a it's a moment you know what I mean so you, it's a moment so then you had the artist moment then where did we get the CEO man what was the moment where it took the business the business took off yeah so my parents had a flight school when I was a kid and oh, that wow. was you know flight school and then a and then it was a, a maintenance facility and it just kind of kept evolving so they had started a charter company when I was fourteen years old and I'd always been around it I'd always helped out with it wow I was fixing and flying airplanes since I was about 10 years old. I'd go flying with my dad and stuff. Um, awesome. And when I was 19, I was in I was in college at the time for computer engineering. And I, you know, I just heard the stories of the family. I was like, hey, we have this issue with financing my fall through on this building we're trying to build and this other mm -hmm. thing's happening. I just saw the pressure mounting for my parents mm -hmm. and kind of emotionally left college that like in a particular day where it was like everything went sideways. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know, I'm a nerd. How hard could it be to run a business? And I like flying airplanes. It can't be that complicated. Probably the single most arrogant statement I've ever made in right. my life was like, how hard could it be to run a business? Right. Ugh. And and no less in New York in aviation. Oh my like God. you just compound right. those things. It was total chaos. And it was about eight years from that point where I was made CEO and trying to still juggle like, am I commerce or am I art? I really don't know who I am. My identity was split. Mm. Do you still get a chance to gig here and there with the uh, playing music? Um, and stuff? Less, so I kind of always play for fun. I was just at a conference in Mexico and there was a guitar there. So I did some sing-alongs with people. Nice. Uh, I you do, always got that I skill in the backhand. You got the, you got the skill. The, 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 yeah, yeah. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. 90s rockers, man. 90s rockers always, always play through well. So yeah, so I was doing a little bit of that, bringing people together. But I also now facilitate sound meditation. So oh, wow. it's really cool to now go the other way. Like I used to rock people's faces off, right? Now it's like actually the other way around. Let's give people the chance to downregulate get to know themselves, go within their system and try to just reduce some of that stress. Oh yeah. And how are you, are, are you making music like a long format in that, in that, or is it shorter format, the meditation? So meditation is just, I play for people, right? So it's oh, like okay, got you. You, you play for them. playing wow. and guiding, wow. but I, I do release new music. I've been, I've been, I put out four songs over the last year. I'm going to do another day in the studio in a couple of weeks nice, where dude. I have nothing written. I don't even know what instruments are going to be there, but my, just my, vibing. my coach is like, you show up, we're going to do all new material. You've never done any of it before. I want you to write it all on the fly. And so we're still playing Got a lot this. with creativity and just seeing like what happens when you tap the muse. Oh, yeah. That's some of the best songs, man. So that's some of the best stuff that's comes right. out when you don't have the pressure. You don't have the the, the looming pressure of I got to get it perfect or, you, or, or you've been working on it and then it doesn't come out right. When you come to the studio, ah, it didn't work out right. And then one time you just cut some random record and it's it's the one. It's just the vibe. That, that exactly. Sometimes the artists have... Uh, and that's why the the part of being an artist or being an, a, a, a CEO or being a podcaster is showing up each day. It's literally the routine of it is what makes you better too, right? So the more times you're in the studio, the more times that you get a chance to be on a show, run a business. So take me into this now because you're way further along the journey in the aviation business. What Talk to us about Ventura Air. What is the service and kind of explain it real quick so we can kind of understand it. 
Sure. So we're essentially, we are an airline, but it's private jets, right? So right. It's, we're, you know, you're in New York, you want to get to Miami, you call us, we roll a jet for you and you pay nice. for your own flight. Though what we really specialize in is um, helping people that want to find a way to have more of a lifestyle in private aviation. We help them buy planes, Ooh. manage big tax write-offs. There's all these crazy incentives for owning an airplane. Mm. Then we take their asset and we basically control all the costs for them. So we pay for all the overhead and oh, basically yeah. allow them to be an owner without all the expenses nice. and flying at a reduced rate. So that's kind of what our model was. It's, you know, I grew up around airplanes and I was always surrounded with entrepreneurs that were like, I'll know I made it when dot, 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 private jet story. Mm. And so I was like, you know, the problem is so many people don't know how to navigate this space. So how do we make a business where it's super simple? It makes aviation possible for more people. And we just consistently do it well. And that was it. It's like, it's not flashing cash. We're not like the, you know, oh, we want to be, you know, uh, all fancy, fancy, fancy. It's none of that. It's high utility. It's like you want a jet to move a certain amount of people at, right. from A to B in a reasonable time at a reasonable price. That's mm. the way we see the business. And then also the opportunity for, like you said, to the uh, kind of it, it, uh, for the investor or the person that actually wants that expensive plane to help, you know, kind of control their costs. Because probably some of the times they're not using that plane. Maybe sometimes they're not even uh, taking advantage of those things. And, and and just understanding, I can only imagine just the first time buying one. It's like anything they would say, you first time buying something, that, that, that price tag ain't the price tag. There's a lot more other expenses that come with it daily, right. annually, weekly that pop up on you, et cetera. And just understanding that, obviously, uh, a, a guest we had on the show, he, um, James Asquith, he flies all over the globe for his business. And then he started a airline global. I don't know if you've seen this, but he, uh, uh, it's an interesting thing that there are becoming more competitors to essentially travel. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, I think that you could see that going forward, just like you see Tesla, you always thought of Ford and GM and, Toyota obviously became a big competitor to the U.S. in, in the '90s and early, or maybe '80s, '90s, and then obviously taking over many different brands, Lexus, etc. But then think about Tesla, just out of nowhere. I remember buying the stock in 2000, uh, uh, 2013. It wasn't not many people talked about it. You know what I mean? And now you literally in California, you can't you can't miss them. You know what I mean? Like they're out here. So that's right. It's like an airline business too. You think of American Airline and some of these established brands, and I think that. Over time, it maybe has more and more competition um, to the space. In my opinion, I don't. I don't know for sure. I don't know guarantee well, for sure. But it seems sure. like that's the the play. And then also a lot of the stuff with this the cool thing, Nick, with this high speed hypersonic travel stuff, which would be really interesting down the road, where you could kind of get from here to you know Europe in five hours or somewhere you know more reasonable time. Obviously, using faster craft. Um, we're not there yet, but it would be kind of interesting to see what that that would look like because obviously everyone's time is valuable. No, our family, my my two my two kids, I would dread being on a plane for fourteen hours with them. To be transparent with you, you know what I mean. Like unless yeah. you're, it's just it, so that limits you to travel. If you could get there in five hours, that makes it a little easier. You know what I mean? That makes it a little, and I think that would be actually better for the whole world because then you have people going from here to here to there, uh, and obviously your business would just continue to explode because people want to do it more often. You know? Um, yeah. Uh, uh, many things, and eventually, maybe Tesla ma makes a plane for you guys. You know, he eventually talks about that. Wouldn't be against it. Yeah, boats. He said. I mean, uh, what he said? He said uh, semi trucks, boats, and then planes. I think that's what he said. The order is so semis, boats, planes. They got to be working on it. They got to be working on it. We're at a crazy time in the world. We've got so much technology in the works. Mm. 
and no one knows which way it's going to go. Like you said, like supersonic travel, right? Electric batteries that are powering flying craft, autonomous. Uh, I mean, you just go down the list, and you're like, oh, space. You know, we're going to do low Earth, yeah. or low Earth orbit travel with aircraft, right? right? Like you're just right. like, I don't know what's coming, but it seems like there's a massive transformation that's going to happen in the next decade. Do you think it's related to the factor that we're all trying to save time? We're all trying to, you know, get places faster. I think that's why Uber became so popular. And some of these places, you know, things became so popular. We're all driving for the next thing. You know what I mean? Like, and, and the next big thing in travel would be getting places faster and maybe a nicer experience uh, or, or uh, you know, uh, you know, you know, we all know how it goes to the TSA, et cetera. That all maybe changes through AI or something like that. Things that just scan us and we don't have to deal with all these crazy agents or whatever. Who knows? But essentially, I think that more people will want to travel. Plus, we're all the population's growing. And, you know, that's never going to change. I think it's human nature's uh, undying need in our in our soul for most of us to find, you know, travel throughout the year. You know, some of us do it every day. We're on a plane every year, every day there. And some people just do it, you know, a few times a year. But I think it's part of our... Our, our lifetime, uh, you know, endeavor to go, oh, we want to go here. We want to see this place. And the only way you can do that is a plane, you know, unless you hop on a, a bus, it'll take you 30 years to get somewhere. And good luck getting to Hawaii on a bus. So, uh, uh, you know, the whole point is as many times you're going to have to do that. Your business is in the driver's seat um, at some point. But uh, obviously for you guys, you'd probably love to see, you know, more affordable plane costs, right? For you to maintain uh, uh, planes, uh, uh Ways for them to maybe expand the ability for the fuel costs so that you could get get the plane to go further with less fuel could then help bring down the cost to the uh, consumer. Then then that means you could bring more capacity on board. You know what I mean? Then you're yeah. you're serving more customers at a cheaper price, and you know that's where you get to. A, you know, if they could get to uh, electronic planes or something like that, that'd be crazy because then you'd really have a lot reduced cost. At some point now, I don't know. We don't know if that's going to ever happen, but wow, that would be crazy because. I know my brother says that like a huge portion of the 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 fuel y'all is on that flight on that takeoff. You t- that huge portion of that fuel when you're when you're t- taking a trip is pushed on that takeoff, baby. Uh, just think about that. Just ways to save it in different ways. Maybe they use the electronic battery to do the takeoff, and then the rest has this. And at the end of the day, for you as an operator, if you can reduce those two costs, you could be even more profitable, even more expanding uh, as a business. Talk about that. What are, what are your like challenges and what are your goals right now? What what are the big things right now that are going on with you guys? Probably the big biggest thing for us. So we really focus on the operational side. We believe that it's really about delivering consistent performance at a reasonable controlled cost. Mm. Like a lot of our competitors focus on the marketing and the sales. And we're like, eh, we're okay. We're just going to keep on focusing on delivering a reliable product. Right. But we're not ready to place any bets. And that's why I was saying there's so, so much crazy technology on the precipice of where we are. But if you place the wrong gamble, it's all or nothing right oh, now. Yeah. So right. we're we're really happy just to hang back and say, you know, do not pioneers in aviation don't win. That's the thing we've realized. If you're the first at anything in aviation, right. you don't generally make a lot of money. Right. You'll be down, you know, you go down in the history books and it's really right. cool what you did. Right. But if you're trying to build a sustainable business, let other people learn what works and what doesn't, mm. and then just come in and build a more suitable solution that is again uh, cost effective cost efficient. Right. So that's really where where we really see it. And again, it's 
uh, it's hard for me because like as a musician, I'm like, I want to be special and different and stand out and unique. But as yeah. a business, I'm like, that's not a great business strategy, actually, on some level in aviation anyway. And other businesses, maybe so. But aviation, no one really wants someone that stands out and different and cutting corners and pushing the boundaries. You're like, give me the safest, most predictable thing I can do. Absolutely. Get me there on time. And then at the end of the day, in and out of the process of the check-in and all that stuff, making it as easy as possible. I think that like any business, if you could walk into Target, pick up all your stuff and never have to talk to anybody and walk right to your car, we'd all be happier. And Target would actually make more money. Right. They haven't figured it out yet. But they at some point, the whole point is the whole checkout process and waiting and this person does this. And that's time cumbersome that for all of us, we would all just charge me my 400 bucks, 300 bucks, 200 bucks, and then let me go to my car, you know? And that same thing with the, the yeah. check-in process. No one wants to go for four hours of of crazy, you know, uh, mumbo jumbo. And I know sometimes it's the airlines not staffing and I can only imagine the, the issues that happen. I can only imagine. But talk to me about this because I think that this will help is like artificial intelligence uh, um, uh, as a solution to helping some of that process um, booking maybe or on kind of some of the hard solutions also maybe using that to figure out how to put seats in places and i don't know i just think that there's got to be some solutions you that technology will some point um help with to just make those you know faster because then i think you even have more people saying hey i like traveling because it doesn't take forever to go here it doesn't take you know what i mean like and that would just be a good vibe you know what i mean personally and i don't travel a ton but i yeah. just know that I, you go to the airport the last time we travel it's like hey everyone's a little bit you know cranky uh, and obviously thank God for after the pandemic, not having to wear the mask and stuff. Cause that was even worse. I remember the ladies telling people every five seconds to pull up your mask. And I remember people being saying all sorts of stuff that even caused worse, you know, customer service and that, that you can't fault anybody. Cause we just didn't know what was going on and, and everyone was trying to operate, um, at that time. But now, you know, at the end of the day, I think more people are going to be traveling than ever, especially even in these private experiences, you know? Um, where they pay a little more yeah. to get somewhere um, and they have less of that process and they have more of a custom experience. What is the average flight cost? Do you know, do, does, do you, uh, do you mind revealing that or does it, uh, you can give us a range of what it usually typically costs to fly yeah, private, sure. so, to like fly we, private. Cause people typically. Have... Oh, okay. sorry. I just, I was just people saying typically. people, people typically, you know, like always talk about, let's go fly the PJ. You know what I mean? Like, and to actually be flying in a PJ, what would that typically cost to go to Miami to New York, et cetera? Yeah. So realistically, if you're looking at like a seven or an eight seater, you're probably looking around fourteen to fifteen thousand dollars each way. Yeah, that's that's not bad. So again, I mean, not 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 that crazy when you think about it. Right. Yeah, that's not crazy. I mean, because I remember my dad took one. They took one from his the Philadelphia. I think it was like it was basically from Philadelphia to California. I think it was like sixty grand. Maybe around there. It was maybe I don't know, depending on the size. Right, right? I mean east east depending to west. Depending see, on the like, size of the plane. East to west coast is yeah, yeah. It's so like a plane that would go east to west coast would generally be a larger aircraft than up up and down the east coast. Right. So you're probably looking at, you know, thirty five to forty thousand dollars each way. Right. Um, but can be as much as sixty, depending on if the plane has a return flight or not. Yeah. I probably, it probably was both way. It, like it was probably was like 60 grand the whole way. But that I mean, and you typically are sh shocked by that, but people are doing that all the time. Look above you in the sky and uh you're seeing that all the time because people have time they want to go here they want to go there and and the, the the private experience definitely saves time i've heard it time and time again these guys love to just be able to walk up hop in their plane and roll out and that 
in, in their lives because a lot of them are doing a lot of deals and a lot of them are doing many different things in the day. That's why they do it. They pay that money for that experience. Yeah. Plus it's more of a, you know, you don't have all the people around you. If you're, if you're a, a big celebrity or whatever, you have people want to talk to you, Elon Musk or something like on the show, we've done 450 shows. He's one of the top people want us. People want to sit down with that guy can't go anywhere without someone to try to say hi to him at least because people know who he is. And so he wants to fly private because yeah. he just wants less people around him uh, to be able to focus on the things he wants to do or meditate or do whatever he wants to do and not get er- interrupted every three seconds by people. Hey, I'm at the bathroom. Uh, I got a Tesla, man. Give me a give me a his autographs are worth a lot right now. Actually, guys, you guys get Elon Musk autograph. It's one of the most valuable autographs right now. Um, but, dude, this is incredible. I think your business is is in the driver's seat because of the uh, the the experience of, like you said, you are already have a foundation of your family business, and then your mindset has taken it to this level. Um, do, do you have a uh, – is there a goal of, like, we need to get more planes, but we don't need to get more planes right now. You're just kind of staying – seeing where the market is. Oh, what yeah, I mean – we're basically we're we're intending to double in the next two to three years. So wow, we're let's go! And yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no there's no hanging out. We're we're looking to push forward and continue to bring scale. Because again, if you're if you're if you're playing the game of we want to be as most cost effective as we can, right? Then you got to keep playing the game of scale. So we continue to do that and refine the process and keep adding more assets. Let's go, baby. Let's go, Nick. I love it, man. Are you ready, Mama Dude? We're about to take you into our top ten. Are you ready? Said, yes, sir. Totally. Apple, Let's do it. Apple or Android? Which one do you prefer? Apple. Apple. Netflix or YouTube? YouTube. YouTube. Instagram or Facebook? Instagram. And give your Instagram a, a shout out too. I was I was checking it out earlier. You have an awesome Instagram. Thanks, man. Yeah, I've a, a lot of the. Stuff we've been putting on there is the podcast clips. Yeah, I saw the clips. Stuff, so yeah, dude, I'm gonna I'm, I'm putting it on here to follow you too, dude. Because I I I had to do it on my on my uh, desktop, but then I needed to do it on my mobile mobile device. A uh, chicken or steak? If you're thinking about a good meal, steak, steak, laptop or smartphone, laptop, laptop, Spotify or Pandora, Spotify, Spotify, my guy, movies or video games. Movies. Movies. Reading books or listening to books? God, that changed in the last month. Back to reading books. Yeah, because you got a good bookshelf back there. I was about to say, you got some good books back there. I can't see them all, yeah. but I can see you got some books. Do you like to uh, write in the yeah. books as well in the, in the, when you're reading them? No, I actually have a thing about trying to keep them clean. Nice. And so you can pass on, them Kindle, on, or- on Kindle, I mark the shit out of them. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. I, I like to share them and yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess if you're marketing it, like I guess if you're marketing it up, it's kind of like you're not really giving them a clean gift. You got, I got you a marked up gift. And then here's my autograph. No, no one gives a shit about your autograph. You tee up. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> that's what I've done. I'm giving hey, here's yeah. my book. Here's my book. Um, stocks or real estate if you're thinking about investing. Stocks. Let's go. Stay liquid. And if you are going on a vacation today, my guy, because you deserve it, dude. Entrepreneurs work their asses off. Oceans or lake? Which one are you going to take? Which one are you taking the PJ to? You're going to go to a lake. Which lake are you going to go to? Which lake are you going to go to? Oh, man, that's a tough call. Probably like Lake Lake Winnipesaukee or something like that. In New England. In New England. I've never even heard of that lake. That sounds amazing. 
It sounds like it's yeah. like if you've ever seen the movie What About Bob? Remember What About Bob? What about Bob? Yes. Old in, movie in the 90s. Yeah, they were up at Lake Winnipesaukee. Winnipesaukee. And what is your favorite things to do at the lake? Um, man, I, I I like uh just floating on the water. I've been trying to get into uh some different board sports. Oh, nice. Do you do the, the, the paddle stuff, the paddleboard you know? stuff or anything like that? Or yeah, paddleboard is awesome. I love I, I love a good paddleboard. Oh yeah, that's what you see that more and more now on the lakes. You see the paddleboards. You like five years ago, you would never see that, but yeah. now you're seeing that more and more. The paddleboard, great workout too. The paddleboard, right? Yeah, I kind of want to get one of those uh, one of those uh, foil boards. Though. Oh yeah, foil boards where they get yes. you. Yes, that looks amazing. It looks like flying on the water. Right. There's some videos of Zuckerberg flying around Kauai. He's like. I'm eventually going to own this whole island because uh, Mark Zuckerberg is literally buying up every piece of island, uh, piece that he possibly can of Kauai. It's insane. He owns more of Kauai than anyone else. Um, I like Kauai. It's a beautiful island, but there's videos of him flying, riding around on an e-foil. It's hilarious. And he, he's like, I'm going to own this island one day, the whole thing. Uh, it's hilarious. The island of the chickens, Kauai. Um, so when you're waking up in your day, my dude, Nick, you're getting yourself ready, pumped, going to run this airline. Uh, what, you know, uh, why do you love being you? Why, why do you love being Mr. Nick? Man, that's a tough question. So I think the, I don't know, I just feel really fortunate to have that kind of dual brain, right? To be able to look at the world and look at a problem with, with both that creative lens, that infinite expanse of, of thinking, right? Uh, and then also be able to look at it from a, like highly rational, pragmatic view. And it's like, how do you play at the intersection of those two things? That's kind of why I have airplanes behind me and guitars. Right. right. It's the vibe, dude. It's the vibe. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing is that every entrepreneur has different motivations and passions and they all do it differently. But to be able to have that is so vital to be able to have the left and the right, the creative and the, the accounting, I would say the statistics and the music and the, you know, the theater and the you know, the, the, uh, the, uh, the, if you want to call it the outlines and the, the, you know, the things that are kind of boring, but they kind of w- help run business. I think it makes us better. I mean, if, uh, if I could be honest, but who knows? I just, I like that. We call I vi- those creative constraints, man. I, yeah. I vibe with that. I vibe with that. I vibe with that. And I think that the, the, uh, the companies that are under there have a lot of good people under there too, that, that have that kind of culture. From what I've seen, I've interviewed 450 people, a lot of them own different types of businesses, but I run a few and, and, uh, and that's, it's just, it's a something about it. Something about it. Do you think you'll ever retire my dude from this airline? Do you think you'll ever retire from business? Say I'm done. I mean, I think I'll always do, I think I'll always do some aspect of business, but even where I'm at today, I'm really kind of transitioning more to a coaching role and letting my team lead. So it's, uh, I'm not the awesome, you know, I'm not the guy on the top of the pyramid. That's like, it's gotta be my way. I actually really like watching the team perform and do it their way and help start shaping the vision so like literally that's what this whole year is for me it's let me get out of the way i have really smart people that that, that run the business nick that's amazing dude that's like the hardest thing to do and that is when not only the business grows uh you will see challenges of course but that's when you get to grow because then that's the next step baby that's the next step baby and you get to replace yourself with even better people around you that love to do that. And then uh, that's how the whole thing grows because you can't do everything. You can't fly the plane and book the things. And we all know that you can't build to what you got. Uh, and so that's really amazing, dude, to be able to coach and give that. Um, so you'll probably just do a lot less work. You'll stay in the business, but do a lot, a lot less work. 
Let's go. Well, I'll just do a lot more different things, man. Right, I, I, right, right, I gotta right, do more right. music stuff. Yeah, exactly. Bring back some of your other passions in the day. Um, like you said, you're doing these other kind of meditation uh, t- retreats and things like that. And just give time for these other things that you enjoy. Um, and then, like you said, you get to see the team prosper. You get to see the team prosper, baby. Um, do you have a routine on starting your day? Yeah. So every day I do uh, a Tantra-based breathwork practice, uh, meditation. Nice. I just started writing with my non-dominant hand to see if I could access my creative oh, brain. shit. Wow. It's been amazing. Is that is that yeah. easy to do or is that hard for you to do? It's actually a really great process. My buddy, Bill Donius, uh, I just crazy. was at, in Mexico with, her, with him for a retreat. And he was like, yeah, if you want to find that creative connection, get out of the way of yourself, use your non-dominant hand. You ask it a question, you just let it start writing. And it's amazing the stuff that comes through. So that's part of my, my routine. Some wow. stretching, some yoga. Oh, shit. Uh, and then a body scan, man. Just do the body scan and see like what's off right now. Mm. And what do you do if something's off? Then I literally will actually um, meditate on it. I'll do. I'll try to like lean into it. Be like, what is this indicative of? What is going on in my system? Mm. And then I'll use the left hand now just to say, tell me why that's happening. Like, is it a lower back pain or a buzz in my mm. leg? Like, what, what, what's causing that energetically? Wow, that's a good point to actually like meditate about what if you're feeling the pain to meditate about that. I like that, guys. Let's go. And a couple last questions for you, my dude, before we roll is if you could sit down to a steak dinner with anyone in the world, who would you sit down with? Oh, man. It would be... Uh, someone asked me this last week, basically. Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin, baby! He's a fucking legend, baby. He's incredible. Sorry for my French. Yeah. But he is the legend, man. And he, how, what, The best thing I ever heard him say from for artist perspective is um, all you need to focus on is one sentence. Like, when you're writing... Like, just worry about one sentence. Like, don't worry about anything, writing a whole song. It's just one sentence. And then just building on that. Like, that was what he was telling the artist, basically, like, in their session. And it was like, I think it was Eminem or I don't know who it was. But it was very interesting to just think. You always think of a big song with lots of lyrics. And this is one of the best. Obviously, we know, uh, you know, some songwriters, producers in the world from Beastie Boys to Eminem to everybody. Uh, and he was just saying, hey, 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 don't put the pressure on a whole song, man. A sentence, baby. And I like that because that applies to many things. A blog, a podcast, a YouTube video, a YouTube short, whatever it is. Don't worry about the whole thing. Just get across one little sentence to that message. That's what he's saying. And I think that's it's that's what that that that's from the legend of a songwriter. Uh, I think that always stuck to me because it just simplifies anything you're trying to do with that creative side, whether it is a a blog or a book or whatever. Hey, if you get one message out of anything, that's, that's, that's everything. And it could one song with one message can make you a lot of money, but it also can change the world in many different ways as, as uh, he knows from his music. So dude, that would be a legend. I've never had him as a guest. That would be crazy. Um, And then last thing is, where is the best place for people to learn about you in the business, my dude? Where where can we tag you in links or where we can send people to, to learn a little more about it? Um, you can check out VenturaJet.com uh, for the business. And you can check out my Instagram, Nick Tarasio, uh, on there. Just at Nick Tarasio. Let's go. And guys, I'm putting that all in the show notes. So we're going to make it quick and easy. And hopefully... Um, dude, I, like I said, man, this is just like the, the, the whole space of, of travel... The innovation of travel 
And I think more and more efficiency of technology is going to make your business even fly a little higher, even more in the future. My guy, he's doubling, he said, in five years or less. Folks, we want to thank you again, Nick, so much for your time today, my dude. Get into the studio and let's crush it this week or whenever you're going to record next because you deserve that too. And folks, I want to thank you again for hanging out with my guy, Nick Tarasio and Travis Tutal and Huff. Thank you again for your time today. And let's keep being real. What another epic episode. And uh, if you enjoyed the episode today, can you please do me a favor and subscribe to our podcast, The Be Real Show, on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. And also take a little time today, if you don't mind, and give your boy T. Huff a review. I would really super appreciate it. And thank you so much for listening today. We're all going through a lot right now. And real-time outsource, my business is giving back to local and small businesses. Through our social media services and campaigns, we are actually helping small businesses get more exposure during these times and also when we get through these times. At the end of the day, we don't know how long this is all gonna last, but most importantly, you gotta think about your business right now. Take it seriously. So come check us out at realtimeoutsource.com, realtimeoutsource.com, and we would love for you to qualify and get the process started where we can take a look at your business and see if we can qualify you for some of our services. Um, at, uh, little to no cost for most of the businesses and, uh, and, and some businesses, you know, you're going to have to pay, but that's just part of life. Right. But most importantly is that I think this is the time folks that you can actually help thrive in your business. And so I would love to help you personally with our team. We're all going through a tough time right now. So take advantage of us realtimeoutsource.com. Check us out. And we would love to do some business with you and help you with your social and digital media in 2020 and beyond.